It's Tuesday, April 26th, and this is Good Will Talk Daily. Welcome back to the program. Today we are in 2 Timothy chapter 2, and what we're doing is we're looking at a virtue list that shows up towards the end of the chapter. Uh, It's in verse 22. So 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22, and this verse really does give us a window into the character of the Christian person. What does it look like to follow after Jesus Christ? Well, we are to pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace. Let's look at the whole verse together. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22. So flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. All right, so that's where we're at today. That's the verse. Um, We are looking today at faith. What does it mean to pursue faith? What is faith after all? I mean, we hear this term thrown out quite a bit, don't we? Even in the world, we hear the word faith used. I have a lot of faith. You got to have faith. Just step out in faith. Faith is treated like it's this substance that you just have to have enough of in order to have a successful life. But faith isn't a thing in and of itself. Not really. You, you can't have faith for faith's sake. Having faith for faith's sake is, is really, it's, it's like having oxygen for oxygen's sake. Why would it matter that there's oxygen if there was nobody to breathe that oxygen? What is faith if you don't have an object for that faith, you have to be able to put your faith in something. I'm recording this right now while sitting in a chair. And I have faith in this chair. I have faith that as I sit in this chair, it will continue to hold me up. That's the faith that I put in the chair. And I demonstrate the faith by actually sitting in it. I could say that I believe that chair would hold me up, but I don't prove my faith in the chair until I sit in that chair, right? It's a theoretical faith that isn't made real until I use it, until I utilize it. So Paul is telling Timothy here to pursue faith, to pursue faith. Now, as we pursue faith, it is a faith that is placed in something. Better, it's a faith that's placed in someone It is not faith for faith's sake. It is specifically faith in Jesus Christ. We are to pursue faith in Jesus Christ. How do you pursue faith? Isn't that just something you have? Well, in one sense, it is a gift, right? Faith is gifted to believers. That's why we're able to put our faith in Jesus Christ in the first place. The Holy Spirit regenerates our hearts, opens our eyes, and gives us the ability to cling to Jesus Christ by faith for our justification. That starts this whole salvation process that continues to the entirety of our lives. We are saved, we're justified by clinging to Christ, and then in that moment, it is decided that we will be in heaven with Christ for eternity. We begin living out the Christian life, the resurrection life, kingdom life, and then the next phase of, sanct- of, of salvation kicks off, which is sanctification. And sanctification also requires faith. Faith and grace are not just the beginning of the Christian life. They permeate the entire thing. And we are to pursue faith in Christ. How? 
by using it. By using it. It is not enough to merely say we believe in Jesus. We must live our lives dependent on him. I am sitting here dependent on the chair's ability to hold me up. To put our faith in Jesus is to live in such a way that is dependent on him holding us up. And I think one of the biggest struggles in our context here in the United States is that we live our lives with our faith placed in a lot of different things that can obscure our faith in Jesus. We can live our life and say we believe in Jesus, but really our faith is in our bank account or our faith is in our ability to do a particular job or occupation or our faith is in the family stability that we have or our faith is in our friend group. And we allow faith in those things to mask a shaky faith in Christ. And so what do we do? We pursue faith in Jesus by living in a way that requires our faith. The Christian life is sometimes inherently risky. When's the last time you did something that was spiritually risky? When's the last time that you went and shared your faith with somebody and you knew that if God didn't show up, this is going to go really, really bad? When's the last time that you decided that you were going to give a little bit more, either to the church or to a particular charity, knowing that it was going to require sacrifice on your part, but you're going to take the risk in order to give? When was the last time that you took the risk of entering into a deep spiritual friendship with somebody, knowing that they're now going to see you for all your flaws, all your mistakes, trusting that they will love you in Christ. That's what it is to live your faith in Christ. It is to trust that Jesus actually is enough for us, that we can boldly be followers of Jesus Christ wherever God puts us. It takes risk. But the Christian life is often a risky life. Are you willing to take a little bit of risk for Jesus? I'm not talking silliness. I'm not talking silliness. There, there are those who are saying, yeah, I am going to, um, I'm going to sell all of my possessions. I'm going to give away all of my money, and I'm not going to work, and I'm just going to trust that Jesus is going to pay all my bills. Well, I don't know if that's risk. I think that that's silliness, foolishness, as the writer of Proverbs would say. No, this is not foolishness. This is faithfulness. This is a willingness to step out in obedience to Christ when you don't know what's next. When you don't know what's next. Is there something that God has placed on your heart to do, but you've been afraid to do it because you don't know what's next? Is there a major life decision that's ahead of you? And you know you should go in a particular direction, but it scares you and you're not sure you can actually do it? Well, maybe you can't, but in Jesus, you can. Don't pursue foolishness in the name of faith, but also don't pursue a, a materialistic pragmatism and call it faith. There is a sweet spot. 
but it takes the eyes of faith to be able to see that sweet spot. And that is why in order to live the faithful life, we must have a prayerful life. We must be constantly coming before the Lord to show us what is the appropriate, risky, faithful thing to do, and what is the foolish decision that the enemy is using that masks itself as faithfulness, but would actually lead to great heartache. It requires the leading of the Holy Spirit to help you discern this. And so what we're going to do to close is we're going to pray that the Holy Spirit would help us to discern what is faithfulness that we might live boldly for Christ and never fall into the trap of foolishness. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for the Christian life. And we admit that it is at times a frightening life. You call us to do things that are risky. You call us to live in ways that depend on you showing up. We pray prayers that depend on you to answer them. And yet, Lord, sometimes falling on the line, get, making sure we know where the line is between faithfulness and foolishness can be so difficult, so tricky. So Holy Spirit, guide us. Guide us down that narrow road of faith. Would we not fall in any ditch? Would we not become overly pragmatic and would we not become overly foolish? But would we be faithful, pursuing you, being willing to obey you in every way? Help us, Jesus, to be obedient, faithful people. Would we pursue that kind of a life? Holy Spirit, we need your help to do it. Thank you for living in us and guiding us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for being with me today. God bless you. I'll see you again tomorrow here at Goodwill Talk Daily.